Welcome to the Health and Biz Bites podcast. I'm your host, Mike Beverly. Thanks for tuning in today. This podcast is dedicated to individuals and professionals who desire to learn more about the subject and business aspects of non-traditional technologies and approaches to better health and vitality. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and we hope you're having a wonderful day. On today's episode, we have Liza Lomax. Liza Lomax is a holistic weight release expert who helps folks drop weight and on more than just a physical level, helping them with that unhealthy relationship with food and their body, dissolve the stronghold that it has over their lives by walking with them through the Liza's Limitation Lifter System. Liza is also a personal trainer, holistic nutritionist, Reiki master, and an emotional and an intelligent practitioner and speaker. Liza struggled for many years with that stronghold of emotional eating and now is determined to help folks in their battle as well. Find their authenticity and love their reflection. So, Liza, welcome to Health and Biz Bites today. Thank you for having me, Mike. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're delighted that you agreed to come on and share some valuable information and content with our listeners. So, what uh, what led you into this realm? Other than I, you know, I know you obviously had, as you mentioned in your bio, uh, an emotional eating. A challenge yourself. So is is that primarily what drove you into your work now? Yes, I struggled for over two decades with emotional eating, eating disorders, disordered relationship, body dysmorphia, uh, toxic relationships. I struggled with drugs and alcohol, diet pills, you name it, I've done it. I've tried them all. And I was still always happy with who I saw in the mirror. I've been a hundred pounds and I've been 300 pounds and it never mattered where I was on the scale. No pun intended. Um, I was only always, always unhappy with who I saw in the mirror, even after losing 105 pounds. So I lost a whole person. I still looked at myself in the mirror and hated who I saw. And it took me a very long time to heal a lot of the trauma and the emotional baggage and the stuff that we hold on to that prevents us from moving forward. And what a holistic weight release expert basically is, is that yes, I help folks drop weight on, on more than just a physical level. We forget there's so many other levels and we are layers upon layers upon layers. We are onions. We have so many layers <laughs> and people come to me wanting to lose weight. They've been on that yo-yo diet train their whole life. They've been struggling with emotional eating, struggling with their bodies that un has the unhealthy relationship with food. And they're like, I want to lose weight. It's like, okay, well, I'll help you lose weight. Really, when it comes down to it, the emotional eating is just a symptom of something that somebody doesn't want to have a heart-to-heart, face-to-face conversation about. 
That's all emotional eating is. That's got to be. Can... Yes, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that, that's got to be uh, a challenging revelation for yeah. someone to come to grips with, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't realize that there's, we're, especially if you identify as a woman, if you identify as a woman, you have been conditioned to be an unpaid caregiver for the rest of your life. Think about that. An unpaid caregiver for the rest of your life. So your needs, your wants, your desires go on the back burner to everyone else's. You put everyone else first before you, which in actuality, it's the opposite you need to take care of yourself first. So we carry a lot of um, emotional baggage. We carry a lot of mental baggage. We carry even spiritual. A lot of us have been very spiritually traumatized by our upbringings. We carry a lot of psychological baggage. And once you can release all that, the physical weight actually drops off. That's the magic pill. That's the magic potion. It's taking care of what's going on on the inside, what's going on in this noggin of ours and this brain of ours, all the emotional trauma, all the conditioning, all the brainwashing. I know we've talked about brainwashing before, <laughs> you know, all the stuff that we go through, we collect and we collect and we collect. And it's no wonder when we are adults, we are so messed up in the heads because we're told essentially at a very young age that we're not good enough and we have to change something about ourselves and we are constantly changing putting on a mask playing a role playing a part and changing the opposite of what we need to be doing we need to be changing ourselves back to our authenticity being authentic being real being raw being who we are our bodies are limited we are limited additions we do not know how long we have on this earth this world. So why not love your body? Give it the respect, the compassion, the love, the support that it needs so you can stay in your home longer. This Your body is your home. Without your home, you're no longer here. So taking care of what needs to be taken care of you know, all of the reframing the beliefs and the habits and the stories, reprogramming, deprogramming yourself and reprogramming yourself back to what would you call that um, factory settings? <laughs> I guess we'll talk in computer terms here. <laughs> you take using your back to you send yourself back to factory settings where you're I mean, remember when you like think think back when you were six or seven or eight and you're just like free as a bird and you're riding your bike around and you're just having fun and you're you know you're playing in the mud and you're doing all these things you're climbing trees you're reading books like you could do all these things and you were just yourself and being a kid and then somebody comes to you and says you're not supposed to be doing that or you can't do that or you can't be like this or why can't you be like your older brother? Why can't you be like your sister? You know, you're, 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 um, you're a girl. You can't ride a dirt bike or you can't climb trees. You're a boy. You can't wear pink or purple. I mean, we're told all these rules. And so then what happens in our little brains is we, we, we take it in as, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me and I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of who I am. So I need to change. 
so then we, we stand on this merry-go-round of constantly changing ourselves to be what society says that we have to be, which in actuality, it's all just bullshit. It is. We are just, it's all just a load of BS. And so the big part of what I do is helping them get back to the factory settings, help them be the most authentic self, help them to be able to look at themselves in the mirror, naked even, and love who they see. Most women can't do that. A lot of men can't do that. Can't look at themselves naked in the mirror and accept everything that appears to them. I, I get to help them. I walk with them through that to, to help them get to that point. But it takes, it's a, it's a lot of inner healing. It's a lot of inner work because we've been collecting all these things our whole lives. We've been collecting all these beliefs and these habits and these stories and these sabotaging patterns. And we get triggered by all these things based on how we were when we were younger, you know, when, when society, when our environment, whoever told us essentially that we're not good enough. That's, that's so profound. And, you know, as I'm listening to you, uh, you know, the, the things you were, the examples you were giving about, you can't do this, you can't do that. And then my own example that haunted me for a long, long time was some some really awful things my father would say about me in front of other people. And for example, if I'd have known Mike would have turned out this way, I would have drowned him when he was born. And oh. I don't think he had any idea what he was saying and what he meant by that. He thought it was funny, you know, because people would say, how's Mike doing? And that would be his response. And and I mean, I remember even at 16 and 17, but he said that pretty much my whole life. And, and that uh, I had to go through a lot of pain and a lot of inner turmoil and fight. And, and I got to the point in ninth or 10th grade where an incident happened physically uh, where he, you know, hit me physically really hard and, you know, caused a gash in my face and a lot of blood where my whole mantra was, I'm getting the F out of here. I'm getting the F out of here. I mean, I said that for like three hours and it motivated me to graduate from school early, get away. And I never went back other than just the occasional visit. But uh, yeah. so, so, you know, just, just the regular things that people say that are kind of societal is one thing, but, yeah. One of the reasons I got motivated to write my book was to hopefully help other people that had some mental and physical harm like I went through, uh, resolve it and forgive those people. Because up until recently, and my wife asked me this question, Liza, because she's she's heard these stories the 25 years we've been together. She's heard these stories about my upbringing and what I went through. So she'd encouraged me to, to write the book. But a couple of months ago, she asked me a question that just really hit me right between the eyes. And the question was, do you think you've ever forgiven your mother and your father? And yeah. I hate to admit that I had 
to tell her that I didn't think so. But but with some of the coaching that you provided me and another gentleman that specializes in NLP has helped me, I think for the first time in my adult life at almost 70 years old, I'm beginning to do that. Not only forgive them, but to forgive yeah. myself as well. So, yes, so that's huge. So, so what you're doing and what you're offering your clients is so valuable. And I personally have already benefited from it. And uh, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, you and I can be uh, friends for life because you've impacted me already in just a short time. We've known one another. Yeah. So folks, um, I, I want to encourage you to reach out to Liza and we're going to give you the, the avenue to do that. But uh, Liza, one of the things that intrigued me in your bio was uh, Liza's limitation lifter system. Tell us a little you bit like about that. Tell us a little bit. It's a really cool. Is that your kind of brand name, or, uh, or is this? Yes, in a in a way, yes. Yeah, it's it's. It, um, so my program is based on my own personal experience, my own personal story, and we accrue accrue a lot of limiting beliefs growing up. And to kind of just reiterate on you know your relationship with your with your father you know, we can't blame our parents or our parents' parents or so forth or so forth. It's, they only had the tools and the knowledge at that time to instill in us. You know, we didn't know at the time that what they were just doing is just instilling their emotional trauma onto us. And then we, you know, and then it just carries over and over and over again. And so we, we accrue a lot of, uh, you know, that, that, that emotional trauma, those limiting beliefs, those, you know, those saboteurs, those things that trigger us, like I said, a lot of unhealthy habits, a lot of behaviors, all those things we accrue and accrue and accrue and accrue. And we take them on as our own, like, especially when it comes to spiritual baggage, like a lot of us have been traumatized by the church. A lot of us have been traumatized in, in spirituality, whether they are, are they're, the parents' beliefs or whoever's beliefs were forced upon us, were forced on us, you know, and then we get to a certain point in our lives where we're like, wait a minute, I don't believe this. I don't believe in this. This is not my beliefs. And I'm, I'm, you know, I have free will. I can decide and choose what I believe and what I value in this world. And then, you know, then they start to uncover that. And it's the same thing with the mental baggage, the emotional baggage. We're, we are told to suppress our emotions all the time, to push them down, to push them down at whatever means necessary. You know, if you, if you are a woman, you're, you know, oh, you, you, you can't be too emotional. You might be construed as something else. You know, oh, we don't, you, you can't be emotional. You can't show those emotions. For men, it's like, you got to be a man. You got to be tough. You got to suck it up. You know, you got to just be tough and don't show your emotions. And so, we turn to a lot of what I call unhealthy emotional outlets, food being the number one source that we turn to, because we learn at a, again, at a very young age, that food is comforting, food is soothing, food is stable, food is always going to be there for us, but food doesn't love us, but we take that on and we learn to suppress our emotions 
by just feeling, filling ourselves with food. And every single person has some form of emotional eating because we all turn to food to fill our bodies so we don't feel an emotion at times. We learn that, again, all these things we learn at such a young age, we learn that when you're in, in, and it starts in infancy, it starts when your mom's got you in the high chairs, got you somewhere and, and you're just crying and doesn't know what to do and is just shoveling food in your mouth. Let's just shovel the food in your mouth. Just So you learn a, the hand and mouth motion at a very young age. And you learn that this is soothing. This is, oh, this is soothing. Oh, yes, comfort. This is where comfort food comes into play. Then take a little step further, say between the ages of eight and 10, and oh, you get an A on your report card. Oh, let's go get some ice cream to celebrate. So if you're happy, you get ice cream. We celebrate. Or oh, you broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend, or oh, something sad happened. Oh, let's go get some ice cream. Let's comfort, let's comfort you with food. So you learn if you're happy, you get ice cream. If you're sad, you get ice cream. So that's gotta do something to the psyche. That's gotta be a little, you know, a little screwy in there. And then most people come from a play, two different types of backgrounds. They either come from a place of abundance where food was always available. They could have whatever they wanted, however much they wanted, as much as they wanted. So we've already developed these unhealthy emotional outlets. We've already developed this. I use food to cope, to numb, to suppress, to restrict, to deprive. I use, I use food. So I'm going to push it down with food. So I can say I can eat as much as I want. Majority of people, especially in the U.S., come from a place of lack or scarcity, where they didn't know where their next meal was going to come from. They had to get to the dinner table or they didn't get any food, or they had to sit at the dinner table and eat all their food, or they were told, oh, they're starving kids somewhere in the world, so you better eat all your food because we don't waste food. You can't throw away your food. We don't waste it. And so we learn that those, those unhealthy habits that way. And then if you and then if you didn't eat it, you're punished and sent to your room. And that's where eating disorders come into play. Punishing, restricting, depriving. So it's no wonder when we we have the, these this unhealthy, this disordered relationship with food, because we've been told that it's used to cope, numb, suppress just deprive restrict we've learned all these things and we've learned that food oh food is comfort food is stability food is always going to be there for us and food is the number one vice that most people turn to yes there's others drugs alcohol gambling shopping all kinds but food food we have an abundance of food it's everywhere but we use it in an unhealthy way because we've been programmed to use it in a healthy way. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. So your your lifter system is, I, I'm assuming, helping people lift away and lift out of that trauma yes. and out of that habitual situation. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Most definitely. A hundred percent. You were right. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I get to score the points. Yay, you get a gold star. Right, right, <laughs> Let's go right. get some ice cream. <laughs> right, right. 
Right. So so looking looking at all of your credentials, Reiki master, NLP certified, EFT, TFP, REBT. I'm I'm thinking. I mean, I've I've investigated becoming NLP um, certified this year, and I know the time. What I've been told is the time commitment. So, wow. Yes. When when did you find time to uh, uh, <laughs> take take a breather, Liza? Because I mean, it seems like you've been in continuous education here for quite a while. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm the, the shiny object syndrome. I'm the, Ooh, squirrel, you know, like, Ooh, something shiny, something new, Ooh, something to learn, something to do. And yes. Yeah, so I love learning new things. I love experiencing new things and all of us learn at different levels and everybody is different everybody learns differently. Everybody takes in things differently. And so you have to have a number of tools in your toolbox per se to help a plethora of different people. Because what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for the other. You know, it's, 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 it's trying out all the different things and yeah, NLP is, is a big thing. And I totally encourage you to take that. It's, it is, um, it is it has been a huge um, uh, tool to use for shifting things, especially um, cravings. Like I offer what's called a craving elimination session, where we take your number one junk food item, that item that's a complete disservice to you, that you know that you no longer want to eat it, you know that it hangs you up every single time, and you're you're willing to make that conscious decision and that intention to no longer eat it. And so I walk you through a technique. It's an NLP technique where we remap it in your brain, remap it so that you have a better loving, understanding relationship with it. Because when we turn to that food item, we're, we're getting that emotion that it, it's, 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 an, it's a negative emotion. It's, it's, we're experiencing something stress, anxiety, madness, fear, anger, whatever it is, anxiety, we're, 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 we're attaching that negative emotion to that item. And so then anytime we, anytime we have a craving or anytime we have an emotion, that anxiety, depression, whatever it is, we're like, Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go get my Oreos. I gotta go get my, you know, Kit Kats, or I gotta go get my, you know, Doritos, my Dorito chips or something, whatever, whatever the go-to is, but it hangs you up every time. And that, you know, they know that it hangs them up. So I walk them through that technique and it, you know, it, it, it remaps it you know, so that they have that better relationship, more loving relationship, but then it no longer serves them and no longer, they no longer crave the item. And I've gone back to people that I have done this for, you know, three, four years ago. And they are like, what item? I don't even remember what it was. I don't even remember, you know, I don't even remember what, what they craved. And they can't even think they're just, it's like not even in their brain anymore. They well, don't even think about it. That's, that is really profound in my view, because I mean, <laughs> I, I, my big weakness is ice cream. And, uh, <laughs> and what's your favorite flavor? <laughs> uh, chocolate, I guess. Chocolate. Oh, I like, I, like, okay. I, I literally, but my wife loves butter pecans. So she's got me kind of 
have done that. So here, here's how we eliminate the ice cream problem. We just yes. don't bring it in the house. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just don't bring it in the house. However, occasionally we will say, okay, this week we're going to have ice cream and we'll bring some in. But, but it's, we've only and done it, that once this year. So I'm proud of both of us because we both like it. But I I am a ooh, ice cream-aholic, really. I just yes, I can't stop eating yeah. Once I... But it, it's it's when you attach that that emotion to it, you know that's that's when it's what becomes an issue when somebody is attaching that negative emotion to it, and they know that every time they feel that emotion, they have to have that item. So that's where it becomes, you know. So like, you know, for your listeners out there, it's like it's okay to have those things, those treats, sweet treats, and things in your house. It's okay to eat those things. I'm I'm I am very much an anti-diet person. Like if you want it, go and get it. Mm-hmm. It's when you're attaching that emotion and where you know that it's a disservice to you and you know that it it gets it hangs you up every time, then no, do not bring it in the house. That's that's good advice. And that's that's why we we have that kind of <laughs> modus operandi here but uh, one of the one of the things that uh, has been a tough thing for me is i i really was uncomfortable with eft or tapping and nlp cuz you know i i read tony robbins first book 30 years ago i guess and he talked about neuro-linguistic programming and all that. And I, I, I just kind of discounted it and thought, oh, well, that's high in the sky hooey. And that was just being me closed-minded. And, mm-hmm. you know, as you and I've discussed, when you go through, uh, you know, a near-death experience that I had back in 2020, life puts gives you a whole new perspective knowing that, you know, this is whatever whatever time I have left, I need to reframe it. And that's kind of sounds like that's your whole purpose in your work. But, but one of the things that after going through your tapping exercise that you shared with me, I I just found it to be refreshing and a method to help me concentrate on the forgiveness that, that, you know, I'd shared with you prior to us recording today that I need to work on. And uh, already just in a few practice sessions with your recording, which is only about 12 or 13 minutes, it's mm-hmm. very valuable. And uh, so why don't, would you kind of uh, take the view because probably some of our listeners have never experienced tapping and might have, unfortunately, the same view that I've had in the past of that, you know, this is just hooey or, you know, new age woo-woo or whatever, you know, that, I mean, I, I had all kinds of preconceived ideas about the helpfulness of it. And what, I, what I'm going to have to say now, it just, if, if I found it to be a very concentrated way to help me focus. Yes. Focus on where where I need to improve and I need to correct. So can you frame it a little bit for people that might've been closed-minded like me, Liza, and that might help them say, okay, after listening to this episode, I might be willing to try that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So EFT is, is short for emotional freedom technique, and it's a quick and simple practice that you can use to release negative emotions and limit, eliminate negative beliefs. So it's actually combined with uh, basic principles of psychology and ancient Chinese medicine practices of acupuncture. And there are loads upon loads upon loads of EFT tapping videos on YouTube. <laughs> so go and Google, go and Google it, go and look on YouTube. Um, it's, it's very impactful and very powerful. The, the only thing with tapping um, is this, the, the script should be very specific to that unique situation. So like to be the most effective, like when me and you first talked, you had mentioned a quick little blurb about having that relationship with your father. And I asked you and I said, can I ask you a question that might be triggering? And you said, yes, I could ask you that question. And I said, have you ever forgiven him and forgiven yourself? And I remember you saying, no, I haven't. So I knew, and I was basically, I felt I was called to, you know, to give you that video that you could use to do the tapping. So it's very unique. It has to be very specific to whatever situation that is going on for you. And like I said, there are loads upon loads upon loads. And I'm slowly myself uh, recording the videos. I usually give them out to my clients. And, but I have got my own kind of, uh, um, uh, bunch of of tapping videos myself and so there's different points on your body that um when touched they hit the meridian so our body is you know we have meridians that flow through our body and so there's certain parts on our bodies that that um touch that that touch those meridian points and so the the first main one is the karate chop so when you take your hand and it's the soft side on the on the side of your pinky you know in between your pink you know the, the end of your pinky to where your wrist starts that's your karate chop and I have people you know you have people start tapping and you just tap with your fingers on that specific spot and then you have between the eyebrows so it's right in between, it's kind of like where your third eye would be. And it's in between, because we all have a third eye, we all have a penile gland in our brains. And so there's a spot in between your eyebrows that you hit. And then there's a spot on the side of your eye, on the side of your eyes. So like right where your, um, how would I describe it? So people know on <laughs> listening to audio. So it's just on the side of your eye and you'll kind of feel that little soft, tender spot. And you don't want to tap very hard. You just want to do a little light tapping. And then you have underneath the eye and that's directly underneath the eye. And then you have another spot that's underneath your nose. And then you have one that's underneath your lips. So it's on your chin. And then you have another tapping point on your collarbone. And then you have another one on your arm, under your armpit. It's not in your armpit, but it's right below your armpit. And then you have the top of your head. And so the practitioner, or if you're watching a YouTube video, will take you through those specific points. Now, every practitioner is a little different and not every practitioner will do every single point. And so there are more points than just those. There's also the side of the fingers. Um, there's also, um, you can do both 
both sides of your karate chop. Um, you can do your, your belly, like your solar plexus. So there's, there's different spots that people use, but those, the ones that I just described and then shown you, Mike, um, those are, those are the main spots that most people use. And mm-hmm. so then you walk through a series of not, not affirmations, but walk you through a series of, we usually start with like the negative messages. So the negative messages around whatever it is, and we tap through those points. And then we slowly go into the positives, the positive messages. And so then we bring you, we, you know, we, we, we kind of, uh, program, you know, program that in, and then we deprogram it out. I'm, I'm not, you know, kind of, kind of like that. So we, we say all the negative messages and then we say all the positive messages. Now, some people, when they do that, they'll have a person rate them on a scale of like zero to 10, or some people do, um, uh, negative 10 to positive 10, you know, every, every practitioner is kind of a little different. So I always have a person say, okay, if you can think of the emotion that you're having right now, or the specific thing that we're going to work on thing that we're going to do EFT on, if you could rate it on a scale of zero to 10, where would it be? And then have them pick a number. I have them write the number down. And then we go through the tapping and then I have them look at the number again. And I say, what's the, what's that number? Is that number, has that number gone up or has it gone down? If it's gone down, okay. If it's gone down a couple points, well, let's just keep doing. So the goal is to get it to zero so that you no longer feel that. So like for you, you've been doing that that video that I sent you over and over again. So if you could rate that number on a scale of one to 10, where do you think it is right now? It's um, probably a three or four. Okay, okay. Yeah, so obviously there's still some more work that needs to be done. So continuously doing that. And then even on a deeper scale too, when you're doing it, do it both, hit both sides of your karate chops, both sides. You're hitting both Mm -hmm. sides. You're hitting both meridian points. So, so as I was watching you, you know, we can't see you, but as I was (laughs) watching you demonstrate the points, these are more or less acupuncture points, right? Yes. Yes. So, so that makes, that makes so much sense. And you've actually given me a whole lot more enlightenment than I ever knew. So, so it's been valuable and that's, that's why we do this podcast. So it's, uh, it's been, been a, a true pleasure to not only experience tapping for the first time for someone who was extremely skeptical so for any listeners out there that might have been like me or are feeling like, wow, this just seems like new age hooey or whatever, there, there's <laughs> some scientific validation to it. I mean, yes. acupuncture has been around for centuries, and there may be some of you that are doing acupuncture that might never have thought of tapping. You know, maybe I'm misconstruing that, but at any rate, I would encourage everyone to at least get educated and be informed. But uh, but Liza, I, I will put this in the show notes, but how would someone reach out to you if they're having a challenge with emotional eating or they're having a challenge with forgiveness or anything that might be 
blocking or hindering them from experiencing a full and more fulfilling life, how would they get in touch with you? Yes. So I love social media. I'm on every social media platform. So depending on what your vice is, <laughs> I'm going to say vice because sometimes we get overconsumed with social media. And uh, my website is lizalomax.com. Super easy. My first and last name.com. And then if they want to schedule a session with me, they can do it through my website or they can just go to talk with Liza. So talk with Liza, one word, all one word, talk with Liza.com to schedule a session. I always offer a complimentary breakthrough session. That way we can get to, I can get to know that person. We can, you know, see where they're at, where they want to be, how, you know, and how to get there. And then, you know, make sure it's a match because not everybody that you work with is going to be a match. It's not going to be a match for everybody. So I always like to make sure that, you know, Hey, I want to make sure it's a match for them. And it's a match for me before we talk about what my programs look like, how to get started, when to start all the details. And that's what talkwithliza.com. And then I'm also on Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube. <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> well, that's that's true. And I'm fortunate that you were on LinkedIn because that's how we uh, were yes. ultimately connected. And that's where I spend 95% uh, of my life in social media is on LinkedIn and enjoy that platform. And folks, I highly encourage you to reach out and at least take advantage of the free session to yeah. get to know Liza and, 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 and learn and see what a genuine caring person she is. And, uh, and then if you'd like to reach out to me, uh, you can go to www.mikebeverly.life. That's M-I-K-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y.life, L-I-F-E. And you can hit the podcast tab listen to this and uh, other episodes that are in the library. And then you might want to uh, uh, check out a podcast or two. There's some really, uh, I'm sorry, a blog or two. There's some really valuable information there. And uh, the newest blog will be coming out probably about the same time this is published on hydration and how important that is to stay hydrated. So we we're delighted to have you, uh, Liza, and uh, any final yep. uh, takeaway thoughts before we conclude the episode today? Just realize that the body you're in is the only body that you get in this lifetime. It's your home. It's, you know, you're a limited edition. You have a limited time in your body. So learning to love it, respect it, give it the support that it needs so that you can stay in your home longer. You don't want to be evicted sooner than you have to be. <laughs> you want to stay in it. So remember, you're a limited edition. <laughs> Great advice. We don't want to get evicted too early. So no. great advice, Eliza. So thank you for being a guest. And everyone have a wonderful rest of your day and week. Hey everyone, and thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you're listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you happen to be listening, please subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review if you choose to do so. And I'm grateful for you and that you're spending this time with me. Have a wonderful rest of your day.